You can hear as well, right? Yes. Everybody can hear? Yeah. All right. Sick. So for them, good evening. For me, good early afternoon um, here on the Anatomy Podcast. Uh, and welcome to what will be another defining episode for this podcast as we have the entirety of Bone Carver reincarnated from Cannibal Grandpa, which was a band a long time ago. Um, and Bone Carver, as of last year, they have released a full-length record, Hate, and through Unique Leader Records, along uh, alongside other bands on that roster, including Warm Shepherd, The Breathing Process, Vulvodynia, Waking the Cadaver, so many legendary and heavy bands in the scene, some staple heavy bands in the scene, and through the Unique Leader Records, um, kind of just push and shove per se like you know it, it's okay you know just kind of the escort from Jamie Graham and the team over at UR, ULR ULR sorry um, tonight we host the entirety of Bone Carver which I am very excited for and among other things people tonight is going to be a very special episode just because we will also eventually be digging under the skin of an album that has yet to even come out yet and quite evidently, by the time the session uploads is when the album will be coming out. And this will also be when I am out in Arizona. So just keep that in mind. But I will do my best to edit everything accordingly. Now, this deep into the life cycle of the podcast, you guys are more than familiar with the formula we have here. So no need for me to explain. Basically, all you need to know on a little bit deep, deeper than surface level basis is that this is my way of telling the stories of bands all across the world or just in our own backyard here in the United States. Again, though, tonight it's going to be uh, Madrid, Spain, which is really, really cool. And I appreciate you guys taking the time to getting on the uh, like taking the time to jump on the podcast, tell your story and even promote your upcoming record in what you, us both mutually feel is a pretty good way of like representing and promoting the record. So as we descend into the first major section of the podcast, for starters, how are you gentlemen doing tonight? I know it's a lot more later over there per se. Well, we're doing great. Um, as, we, as we were talking um, uh, behind cameras, um it's sunday it's been a long weekend but yeah we're, we're doing great good we're just enjoying beer as many of you have can make. ah there you go <laughs> gotta, yeah, gotta breathe a little bit here's, uh, here's <laughs> nine, like 9 p.m by the way right right um so what's really really cool is that yeah again like i said this is another episode where we reach across the world man and we get to talk to musicians okay. over in countries outside of like my understanding per se because i'm a pasty little u.s white boy over here and i have yet to do any significant traveling on that level so this will also be a great opportunity for, for us to pluck some perspective from folks over in these other countries you guys can you know you'll have an opportunity to talk about the culture and like the pros and cons of like where you're at just out of absolute transparency that way people kind of have more of an understanding especially if they're on my level of white as far as just understanding these other places in the world but 
as again, as we descend into the first section of the podcast, basically right now is the opportunity for everybody in the band to go from the earliest point in their career and their lives as musicians, as artists, as people who are just kind of partaking in creative mediums. Maybe you started out drawing and then, you know, eventually you got into music. Maybe you were into various sports and you ended up getting into music or you've been with music the whole time, had an upbringing, a family, a, a history with your lineage of musicianship because we've had plenty of folks like that on the podcast recently. So basically, whoever wishes to go ahead and take the lead and go first, um, obviously introduce us, let us know your name, let us know your role in the band. And then after that, let's go ahead and turn this into a little documentary, right? And let's go to the earliest part that you wish to discuss or disclose to the audience and tell us about everything you feel is relevant to your legacy as a musician and as a creator. Anybody may take it away. Well, if uh, anyone in my band uh, wants to start, uh, if not, I'm taking the place. Um, we could say uh, at the beginning, as you said, uh, let's, let's go back in time. Let's go back uh, in time. So long ago, uh, we're in 2022. Uh, we <laughs> about um, 2010, more or less 29. I made Alex, um, the other guitarist. Um, I'm Alberto, I'm the other guitarist of the band. We are two guitarists, a singer and a drummer right now. We don't have bass guitar uh, at the moment. We used to have, but not now. And we, we can get into that uh, later. Of course. But the thing is, that at the beginning, I met Alex in a campament, and then we started playing in the same basketball team. You say about the, um, the sport history. Uh, yeah. And we were playing together. It was funny because we were the only guys with long hair in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> being like 13, 14 years old, all with our ponytails, like playing basket. And then after, the, uh, after all the matches and everything, we just go to his place and we started playing guitar. Like, hey, I just bought my first electric guitar and I was I just get, I just have my first one too. I, I was in classical before. And it's like, okay, let's start playing together Metallica songs. And we started with um, with, his, with his origins. And I got the chance to enter in a rehearsal um, place with some other guys. One of them was the first uh, bass guitar that we had, Leo. And um, we started, I started playing with them. Uh, the other guitars that were was playing with us uh, came out. I tell Alex like, hey, what, why you are not coming with us? Um, he tell us like, okay, I'm going. We start playing. And then the drummer decided that he was not uh, playing well. We wanted to compose. So he told us like, I'm quitting. I'm leaving the drums in here. So um, just search for uh, another drummer. And we just start with, um, with a different, um, like a Facebook. Uh, but it was on Spanish Facebook that it was called. I, right. I think it was. Yeah, it's like, and we just yeah. created and even like, okay, we're searching drummer and singer. Like, uh, we don't know how to play, but I don't know, we want people. And Fernando and Ruben came together and we started playing together. And after three weeks uh, rehearsing together and just meeting each other, uh, we made our first show, 2013, if I don't remember that. Yes. Um, from that on, um, we released our first demo. The thanks uh, God is not now on the internet <laughs> because <laughs> you don't want to listen to it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, 
2015, I think it was Feed Your Full album from Cannibal Grand Pyra. Then 2017, 18, I think it was, it was the acceptance in Inferno. And then we just had like um, some years in which uh, the first bass guitar left. We had another one. That other one uh, also left the band. And we just decided to be the, the, the original four of us. Um, keep playing. Um, we know each other. We know how um, to treat each other. We've been working together almost for 10 years. Um, that's the point. This is why now we are really comfortable on what we are doing and on music in the new name. Um, in everything because it's like we really know uh, what the other ones wants to do and right. everyone has, has a role in the band so um, at the end uh, we work together uh, I work really well with them and that's uh, I think a, a little part of our of our strategy the thing is like we are really best friends between us and that's the most important for us and we try to do this uh, together because if yes. not, there's no other way to do it. So right. in a short way, I think it's um, it's something like this, or, or history. And now we're right. releasing our next film, as you say, um, 2021, it was evil. And we may see what the future has for us. Right, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's a great start. I do appreciate you starting us off with that, um, Alberto, because it's very, very important to kind of also have a back of the book summary, as we will later in the session. Uh, but this time, in this situation for the legacy of the band because though people have been listening to this podcast every now and then many people today many people who like tiktok who like snapchat or instagram well they like having it short and quick that way they can move on so that's definitely the quickest summary i think we've had for a band's legacy its history uh its various lineup changes and everything in between so great start and alberto starting off and kind of like rewinding a little bit because we definitely want to make this about every member individually like we don't we don't do frontman syndrome on here we don't do i'm the founder of the band and you know like this is this is my chance you know that type of thing we're all about no everybody absolutely everybody like get into the nittiest grittiest detail about like maybe various paths that you're like, holy shit, this could have easily happened. And that would have absolutely, uh, um, like not canceled because canceled is a very bold word. And that means people are socially attacking you and shit. But, um, just like, you know, the, the simple steps throughout your life that can easily just alternate a path entirely and like make something non-existent in the first place. Um, so if anything, Alberto, you were, you said that at the very beginning, when it came to doing music in general, it started with you and Alex and you guys were playing basketball. And then, you know, you guys were the only kids with long hair, which is so funny because looking back on high school, that's exactly what the situation I was in. It was only the, uh, the mandatory, you know, the required sports classes that I ended up attending myself, like weight training. And other than that, I'm like, no, dude, I want to be a musician. I want to be an artist. I ended up becoming a stoner for a little bit, like all that fun stuff. And, you know, every, all of my teachers were calling me Jesus. They're like, dude, you look like Jesus more and more every year. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm white, dude. I'm pasty white. I may be Dracula or something. That could be a better description, but never Jesus. That dude was not pasty white. He was not like Wonder Bread white to be more specific. So, you know, that was, that was always a thing. 
Um, so if anything, as we're, again, as we're kind of going back, um, it started with you and Alex. You guys were just doing the basketball thing. And, like, w was it kind of that same situation to where you're like, uh, it's a required thing for school or something. But other than that, it's like, uh, we don't really care about this. This isn't, like, really the thing we want to do. And eventually you ended up, uh, like, getting more into music. After school, you were kind of, like, disassociating, disengaging with those sports activities and decided to go, like, to a house, either you or Alex's house, and you guys were like making music, correct? Am I understanding that correctly? Uh, right. Yeah, the thing is like, um, we started um, in another way. Uh, the thing is like, I think in Spain is different than in the States. I know that the industry right. is like, like sports seasons and almost everyone as, as if, if it was part of school, you had to do a sport or something. Uh, in Spain, you have like physical education class that is like, okay, just start running and let's go play with a ball. <laughs> okay. so, uh, for us, it was a thing. Like, we went uh, to um, have training in uh, three per days per week. And then on Saturdays, we had matches with other teams from the Madrid, uh, the, where we are, uh, Madrid, mm -hmm. from Madrid, Spain. And at the end, it's like, okay, uh, tournaments and everything. Alex quit the, um, the team uh, before me. I just say like one year more, or I, I don't remember well. Alex, uh, maybe people uh, know it. But the thing is, like, um, we just left uh, because uh, we were just kind of tired of um, of the team, of the people around, and we were just like, okay, we are now more into music. And personally, for me, it yes. was more like um, uh, when you're playing, for example, basketball, and me, um, uh, you may not see in here, but I'm almost uh, in, I know in, in centimeters, but I'm almost two meters. I think it's like six point. Seven, okay. yeah. Or six, you know, uh, the things I'm really tall, so I was the pivot. I was the one uh, under the basket, <laughs> and like I'm always just like going for the ball and having a lot of pass and things like so many times. And like I have my fingers getting at uh, and things like when I want to play guitar, that's a problem. Right. And I just quit judo because judo was the same. It was just like you have to get a good grip of the opponent and just move it really hard. Yeah. It's like, okay, now I have a tournament. Now I cannot play. <laughs> so uh, um, I knew that I prefer music. So uh, <coughs> there are some of us that uh, do more sports than others. But I think we are all more or less uh, in fit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Ruben is the one that is more in fit. Mm. Yeah. I was, I was on parkour when I was parkour. Young. There you go, dude. Parkour is so fun. I could never get into that because I'm I'm way too big. I'm like six one, six two. So like I could, and I've always been awkward. I was raised to be awkward. I was raised to be cautious. Raised to be afraid of like you know crossing over sim simple obstacles because I was also raised in the borderline like uh, uh, police home like police military home so it's always like no you cannot grow your hair out because then you look like a hippie i'm like because i want to be a hippie no and you know that that type of thing it, it was it was a it was a mechanic for sure so and like as as we move along definitely the details like that are most important it's like well yeah over time when you're you're in competitive sports and even if it's just a sphere with like some strange textures to it that way you can grip it better throw it all that fun stuff even a guy like you alberto who is considerably taller you're just like well got you got to choose one thing or the other and that's what i'm talking about is like the forks yeah. in the road and stuff you could have easily yeah. said you know what i want to throw balls more bro <laughs> like let's yeah. do this let's get serious about yeah. sports and you could have easily become an athlete like looking back on it was there even like the slightest chance you were like hmm, what if i did end up like 
being serious about basketball or was it like eh, uh, just music like <laughs> and i was really shit playing so no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well at least you're honest about it man it's all about being humble and honest so that's really cool like uh, when we started we were just like um i don't know we were um I, um, I'm the second youngest of the band, but we are like from the oldest, from the little one, we're just like one year and a half. Uh, so it's like, we are almost the same age. Right. And we started the band when we were all less than 18. Oh shit. I was uh, 15, I think. Yeah. And Ruben was the oldest, I, he was 16. So yeah. Uh, at the moment in, uh, I know in the States, I think uh, it is the same, but in here in Spain, it's like common, like going drinking in the street. With yeah. The both right. They say, well, and I remember so many times, like, okay, all friends from high school are drinking outside, but now we have to rehearse. So now we're in here because we like this. And then when everyone has to go out because it's like, okay, you're like a child, you have to be at 12 at night at home. Yeah. And we're like, no, we're going out. <laughs> <laughs> but we were the four of us and some friends of us. At the end, we have so many friends that you say that many, uh, may uh, some of us uh, be good at drawing or, or another. Um, different things that uh, Ruben has a uh, really cool ones um, right. about them composing music, uh, instrumental music, orchestra. Uh, Ruben will tell later. Yeah. Right. Uh, Absolutely. I think it's like, um, at the end, uh, we just have a group of friends and all of our friends are always around our music or yes. um, painting arts. And that's the kind of uh, people that um, we were into. And at the end, we just uh, ended up in there. And, and the rest for the people who like to know uh, how you raise the band to that moment is just uh, yes, work hard um, as a famous uh, rap artist that Fernando loves. Uh, he has a really good uh, lyrics that says, and work and shut your mouth, out, uh, shut, shut up. So yeah. Like, just work and shut up. Yeah. And we try to, to follow that uh, right. for long ago. Um, that's the point. Just enjoy what you're doing. Um, work hard enjoy working hard yep. and at the end it will come or not but you enjoy it so exactly and that's that's really important is to have that determined mindset because if you don't it's like if you're lazily just like i love to make an ep and like you're barely nudging off the couch you're like blank just like on one string on it on a guitar and you're like that's an album it's like no that's not an album that's one note buddy you know you there's a lot more to it than just one note so it's it's even that mindset that really helps uh, concrete the idea of being in a band, being in a project. The moment that starts falling apart, it's like making a brick wall, but not getting the mortar in there. That's like the final step. And if you don't have the mortar in there, it doesn't matter if it's bricks. You can still just, with the palm of your hand, it, it's going to hurt for sure. But you can easily just, and that's one brick out of the wall. You know what I mean? Another brick in the wall. Pink Floyd reference. There we go. So... <laughs> So as we continue, uh, I definitely would love to, uh, you, you said you are the rhythm or the lead guitarist, Alberto? Um, normally I'm the rhythm, but the thing uh, that Alex and I do is uh, the one that do the, uh, compose the solo does it. So. Oh, you compose? <laughs> no, no, uh, the thing is that Alex is better doing sip picking than me that for far long. And uh, all those things that Alex has a really uh, good point on composing metal. I don't know. You can give him just an ukulele and a Marshall MG30, and he will do <laughs> metal. So, <laughs> no, for sure, I've listened. So the thing is, like, Alex is really good with that. So right. normally it's like, okay, fuck it. And at the end, we just do music that is like um, 
we like uh, to do like simple parts because they are easy to play. You can move uh, more on the stage and also for people to understand better like, okay, that yes. I can understand that with. But at the same time, um, I really love to play hard things. Uh, okay, Alex, how the fuck you have to compose this <laughs> because I can play it. And then it's, it's the same, but in the opposite direction. And it's like, at the end, we just like to, okay, let, let's try to improve ourselves, composing things that um, make us uh, work hard. Yeah. Yes, ideally. So, it's like, you got to continue challenging yourself. Otherwise it gets boring as a musician. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So well, I think it's when we are now. Um, yeah. I, I would say, I would love to say that I've seen so many people saying like, oh, Oh, there are so many things about orchestral music uh, these days, uh, black and deaf or, or uh, all that shit. That for people that doesn't understand, is that just listen to our old music and see how it has been coming. Uh, the see how it band. has evolved. During the band, and we love uh, soundtrack music, so it, it was the, the common sense to do for exactly. us. Exactly. And, and we we really like this the, um, this kind of music. And if you want more slam music. Then you have evil. You want deathcore like Whitechapel, uh, somatic defining. Let's go hear the Fury album from Cannibal Grandpa. It's like okay, we just do what we feel in that. You year. do what you are comfortable yeah. with, and you do what is challenging to you in an entertaining way, and that's yeah. that's yeah. all that you need as a musician. So, if anything, as we're wrapping up, uh, basically what will be Alberto's um, section for the people part of the podcast, um, I wanted to pluck off of you, whether it be an artist, musician, band, an album, or even maybe a philosopher, maybe there's a uh, an important family member that's kind of like always supported you throughout your musical endeavors, um, basically just provide the audience five of things from those categories, if that makes sense. Um, about um, someone that has support us, um, I don't know, the, um... Uh, just to try to understand the question is that uh, right. um, what um, people who have support us, uh, something that has in inspired us or? Basically uh, anything, any uh, person, album or artist in general who has helped you kind of carve the path to go from your old band to Cannibal Grandpa to Bone Carver, just your general musical legacy. Any okay, person, band, or yeah, album who's inspired okay, you I'll along the way. One, uh, I let everyone say what um, what they prefer. Uh, for me personally, um, I always got um, a lot of support from my parents. Um, they help us a lot at the beginning. When, as I told, uh, we were all less than eighteen at the beginning of playing in our city or anything. It's like, okay, that we have a show. Can you please uh, bring the stuff with us in the car? And the rest is going into the metro or right. the bus or something. And he was coming. I think the first sixteen concerts, he was all in all the, in all those concerts, and he was in there. Um, <clears throat> was in the concert, doing a beer and helping us, uh, carrying stuff. So they they've been really supportive for all these years. Um, also, um, when I decided to quit a physical university and start doing it online because I wanted more time for the band because we were supposed to have so many tours and then some of them cancelled, but and I, um, they've been really supportive. Um, there are some artists around that they've been changing from different epochs, like for example, uh, the beginning when we started with um, a or Food album, um, I was... Um, really into deathcore but the band from my teenage years was Lamb of God 
Got um, okay. Yeah, that, I was more into the, from the death metal scene, uh, like Immolation, Nile, um, and the mix with the deathcore, I really like it. Uh, I think Alex was like me. Um, Fernando and Ruben, for example, they go, I, if I don't remember bad, uh, they will say better yes, uh, before, after, sorry. Um, they were more into core music, like metalcore and yeah. hardcore, and they just get into the death uh, scene uh, when they mix with Alex and I. And at the end, all together, we created the sound. We, don't, we didn't say like, okay, we want to do um, deathcore. It's like, no, we are just doing what we feel that we want to do. And at the end, it is what it's coming up. And it's it, it, it sounds like Deathcore. Okay, I I let you put me the, the label of Deathcore in my face, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm not a fan from, from doing this. It's like, uh, this sounds uh, kind of a death, but the thing is like, I, uh, maybe a lot of people would say this is Deathcore, but we like black metal and we have uh, another genres that we like. And at the end is it's our sound. If you wanna say it's deathcore, so you can tell to a friend that knows what is deathcore but doesn't know us, okay, let's do it. But for me, it's like okay, it's metal music, and we have good real voices. We have eight string guitars, and our drummer <laughs> goes to 100 BPM. So it's oh, the okay, it's death. That's yeah. it. Uh, it's if just, it has yeah. a breakdown, it's core. Okay, it's deathcore then. Yeah. But, um. Uh, inspiration, I don't know, you, I think you get uh, inspiration all around, it depends, uh, so many musicians, uh, writers, um, different uh, life experiences that you have. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it comes where it comes, and I could not say, I could not tell you, like, this is the thing that has come with me all these years. Because right. I told you, I was 15 when, when I started with them playing, now I'm 25, so things change. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, you're fine. It's, it, that's a lot of pressure. Like for any musician, it's like, uh, is there actually five records, uh, artists, or even people simply that you can just isolate it down to? So as a guitarist, then I would then ask, is there like, what's your, I'm not going to use the word favorite because for whatever reason, it's cool to like try to pluck a favorite from someone, but also the word is incredibly uh, kindergarten. It's almost like cringy to just be like, what's your favorite riff from your favorite band of all? I'm like, no, stop it. So if anything, what is an iconic riff? Because you were mentioning Metallica er er earlier. You were mentioning that yeah, you and Alex. Metallica, long time ago. Uh, yeah. Let's, I, I like them. Uh, um, I just started with metal with them and with Sepultura. Yeah. Uh, Gojira and Sepultura. Mm. Uh, around the 2012, 2011. <coughs> I started listening to them but for me right now um, one of the best riffs that i like and always playing it in all the sound checks in all the shows right is the principal riff from invidious from ingested ah, yes. man that's so powerful yeah i like it i like it. it's simple it's basic it's Sam's. So yeah, that, no, seriously, that, man. I love ingested and like shout out. Uh, not not that Jason or literally any of the guys in ingested will probably ever hear this podcast anytime soon. But if they do, it's like for one, I cannot wait to see them November fourth because I'm flying out to Arizona to see them uh, and like just a whole bunch of other stuff for my 23rd. It's gonna be so much fun. And like I'm sure you guys have at least seen that poking around a bit. Just like so that tour, Lorna Shore. <laughs> Yeah, Justin, yeah. 
aborted, yeah, like, you know. <laughs> it, it's crazy, man. Like ingested is uh definitely they they're really the reason I think I got into like death metal slash slam because after them it was like aborted, it was organectomy, and it was all these other just various slam slash death metal artists. I'm like, okay, now I understand what's going on. And like, I don't know, Ingested has always been incredibly uh, narrative based. They don't have like solid concepts for the records, I think, but like you can tell a story is being told and that's really cool. So I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that you are an Ingested fan. That's, that's really cool. And Invidious, holy fuck, dude, such a good song. Um, so, okay. If anything too, what I would want to do, cause I always like doing this as a music journalist, as a creative uh, person, I guess is uh i wanted to ask because you mentioned that you were going to college for a little bit earlier so outside of being the guitarist for bone carver is there anything else that you're doing right now that you're building towards that you would just like want to talk about or promote well um i have another band uh pop punk band really with one of our best yeah we have our best friend that is uh, if you see the um, if you saw the video clip from revolver from Evil album, the guy that gets crazy and uh, shots all his family, that's the singer of the pump the <laughs> band, yeah. Uh, all right. This is like really funny because uh, he's not like, appears in the video, in the video looks like a maniac, but normally he's like the, the funniest guy and the loveliest guy that you could meet. And um, we have a pop punk band singing in Spanish, uh, Quinto Diario. Um, I know if some of uh, the listeners are fans and wants to listen to something that they're not going to understand because we speak Spanish. Uh, <laughs> we talk about friendship, uh, about hating our city, uh, having beer with our friends. So that that's sounds really, like mine. Yeah. And then, um, as you may discover uh, later, uh, all of us, uh, we started really soon with the band. So more or less, we have a creator way around the music. And I start. I started studying uh, economical economics. Yeah, but I quit and I did advertising and marketing. Ah. Uh, and then I've been working in doing um, different things, like um, working in web pages uh, from guitar stores. Okay. Uh, I've been been working in a in a company as a financial consultant. And uh, now I'm searching and changing and. For something, I want to do something about marketing and working um, in things. Uh, also, yeah. with Ruben, uh, we like to work uh, doing videos, as you will see later. Uh, also, yes. Ruben is the one in charge of doing all the videos uh, from the band. Oh, sick. And apart from that, yeah, we work for all the bands, and I help with the production and pre-production. He's the one, the magic one uh, behind the camera and the vision. He's a, he's a real, uh, the one that works. And Zarab, I'm helping a little bit. But yeah, it's, uh, we're multidisciplinars, we right? Say. So, yeah, oh, that's it's, awesome. Yeah, that's basically me. I do cool. a lot of things, and nothing at the same time, <laughs> right? No, I mean, you got a lot going on, man. And like, by all means, these days, when it comes to being a musician, it's like there's a lot more that goes into it than just playing riffs and knowing the equipment that you're going to be using up on stage and all the other stuff. Like, these days, you got to be three different things at once to really be getting stuff done in the world and for like, me I it's love it, but that was only three if it yeah. was only three i will not be i would love to be but yeah i don't know at the end it's like um, you get raised like this and you know what is in the industry and you have to yeah. fight for it 
And you were you were telling before about the, um, how is the culture in here, and I would say that I, I don't know how it's in the states. So I've been in there, but not um, when I was a musician. Um, the thing is, uh, in Spain, for our genre or metal genre, is kind of I would say difficult, mm. not impossible, but it's difficult to raise because there's a lot of culture about uh, around thrash metal, power metal, and that's the kind of things that the metal that it's uh, little <laughs> kinds of people that li likes to listen to metal but the 90 percent of them only listens to power metal or thrust ah. metal or young people that listens to core music and with the screams and going more into the death hardcore and all that mix uh, there's not really a big scene and this is why we almost don't play in our country right and we like more to tour around europe because uh at the end of here, it's like really hard to get a, a venue with, um, with people. Yes. And I know. I, I remember when Luke Griffin, uh, it was a collab from their from our second album, came yeah. to Madrid to our presentation show in 2018, and he was amazed because we played with them the famous song from Agrana, Disillusion of uh, uh, Send Them to the Slaughterhouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> live show with the Cannibal Grand Polo and yeah. Oh, that's crazy, man. That's cool. Yeah. And it was amazing, like, wow, in Spain, the things move so hard. This is, like, really big, powerful scene. And we were like, no, man, this is no. eight months of production and advertising <laughs> to have 500 people here. So, yeah, no, that's not like this. And, I mean, look, you just said, too, that, like, the scene for, like, the core genres and the heavier genres of the world is not that present in Spain. And this is all I have to say yet. You guys are going to be the hometown heroes, guaranteed. And I think you guys are going to be the reason that Spain starts having a bigger scene like that over time. Like, after all, dude, I've talked with bands from Indonesia before that, like, you would think that there's not really anything metal going on there. At least I didn't. And then when I talked to Agung from Makluk, which is, like, one of the coolest solo projects, I think, in the industry, really. Um, they just recently released a song really, really good. Uh, Surfer Slam, I called it. But... Like, I, I learned that basically not only do they have one of the world's biggest slam scenes, but also they are one of the only countries that legitimately and seriously talks about crimes and people blaming and placing the crimes, the responsibility of the crimes on cryptids and monsters. And they will openly announce on the news like there was basically a pig demon who robbed me last night. I know it was a pig demon. Couldn't be any of my neighbors. It, lo it had the head of a pig and the body of a person. I swear on my life, there was a pig demon in my house. And they're like, back to you, Charles, or whatever the fuck. And, you know, just like, oh, the weather is not great, but, you know, we're, we're dealing with it the best we can. And that's, that's their news. I'm like, imagine, imagine talking about monsters and cryptids on the news so casually. I want to go, like, that's the reason I want to go there someday. And he's like, absolutely, man. The moment you come over here, we'll, we'll, we'll take a, We'll take a drive around town and we'll we'll get you uh <laughs> introduced and uh, affiliated per se with our with our culture and i'm like absolutely man when i have the money but um no i'm, I'm sure you guys are going to be the reason that spain starts developing a more prominent core genre community and i think it's going to continue to gradually progress with the release of what will be carnage funeral but as we go ahead and continue on with the story of Bone Carver and its members, whether Ruben, Fernando, or I, it says Tenophilus. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, Alex, sorry. 
Oh, Alex, that's, 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 that's my nickname here. I don't know why I put that. Sorry. No, you're good. I, I was just so confused. I'm like, oh god, I'm about to really look like Wonder Red White, Wonder Bread White Boy over here, Tenophilus. Like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a Greek god or something. It really does. Tenophilus versus Hercules. It's like who will win Friday night, you know? But anybody next to us. <laughs> Who wants to take the reins? They may go next. And basically the same thing that we just did with Alberto, go ahead and do that. Uh, go from the earliest point on that you're willing to and tell us everything about you that really just made you a musician and helped you kind of be like, you know what, Bone Carver? That sounds like a pretty lit band name. Let's, fuck it. Let's do it. And just, you know, one album in so far and one on the way. Whoever wants to take the reins, they may, though. Okay, I will go. I will go. Okay. Um, okay, right. So I think I'm started getting curious about music when I just well, I love I always been curious about music and instruments and stuff, even when I didn't play anything yet. So um, I think it really became became a, a real thing when I when I uh, started high school. I met uh, I met a guy who who played who played electric guitar, and I was like, I only knew. Spanish guitar, well, classical guitar. And for me, it was like, yeah, my mind exploded, like, wow, this is so cool, man. I want to know more. I want you to, I want you to teach me more bands, more music, more stuff. And I, I guess it was there when I started getting curious about Then I bought a guitar. I met Alberto. We started playing together. We started talking about music. We, start, we discovered that we had same same interesting music i guess like um same kind of music same point same, we wanted to to make a band or play together or do something so yeah i guess we started there um from there to today i guess like we've been playing together since then um and well apart from that i i also started playing with more people apart from Alberto and, and friends. <laughs> and, and yeah, uh, then when I finished high school, I started studying um, music production and uh, sound engineer and stuff. Yeah, with me. Um, with, with, with Ruben, we were, we were uh, uh, college partners. Um, and yes, uh, since, then, since then I started working um, with bands and artists and stuff like in the studio. Um, since there is, it's my main job. So yeah, this is why I also do the music production stuff uh, here in in Bone Carver. Like uh, we, I, I record, uh, mix, mastering, and all this stuff. And Ruben makes the 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 backing tracks. I mean the, yeah, the, the orchestra, orchestral orchestral mm -hmm. shit and stuff. Um, um, and yeah, uh, everything in Bone Carver is uh, it's handmade, I guess. Like yeah, we, I'm in charge of the production. Ruben is in charge of packing tracks and also uh, videos and stuff. Alberto is in charge of um, all the marketing stuff that we do in apart from the label, you know. Like, and, and yeah, and Fernando is a super cool guy. 
and things and things like like hell, you know. Yeah, yeah compresses hell into so his it, throat. It, it doesn't need to be That's the brutalist voice ever. So <laughs> I can only imagine. So if you let him in the band, you just like imagine just like a sub, a subpar like a, a, a vocalist interview, just like. Yeah, you can come in a band. Just like <laughs> very, very non-enthusiastic or something. So I can only imagine that Fernando has been delivering and, you know, kind of filled out the application and had a good resume already. But so we're, we're learning about Alex here, which I, I think that's so funny. I was like, Tenophilus? Like, is, is that your name? Like, am I about to have a moment? But um, no, it's not my name, but it's my kind of my surname. Right, my, right. My surname is it's Tena. My name is okay. Alex Tena, and this is why I put Tenophilus because I'm an asshole and I do that. <laughs> no, that's a good stage name, though. Just like, welcome on stage, Tenophilus! Yeah, it sounds like, like wrestling fighter or something. Exactly. It's a good stage name. I like it. So, you know, at, like with, with what Alberto was telling us before, um, and that allowing for those two paths to kind of intertwine. Um, we're learning about how, you know, you did, you've been doing music production and sound engineering. You do it for the band and you do it for other bands too, which is super cool. And that's, that's really important is when you have a guy who can compress everything that, like you said, is handmade, organically made by everybody else, um, organically produced uh, or like, you know, for lack of a better term, produced by, um, everybody in the band and then you just car bone carver um it's 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 a process it's very important and when it comes to these days not wanting to like have maybe time delays or maybe uh across the table everybody is so busy that they have conflicting schedules and stuff and it takes forever to get music uh released that way it's very important and it's vital i would say that you have someone in the band, if you're lucky enough, who really professionally knows how to do that type of stuff. Um, and you know, you, you said you do sound engineering for other bands. Uh, what what is what is the uh, the producing uh, studio per se that um, that you operate under? Like, what's the name of it? That way, we can give it a brief shout out, if nothing else. I don't have a uh, website or a name because I I just produce under my name. Right. And anyone who wants to work with me knows who I am. So I never <laughs> need like a website or a, a studio name, which I should. I don't like, which I should, but I don't have it. And it works for me till mm. now. So for now, yeah, definitely do definitely cash in on the Tenophilus in the future, just like Tenophilus Productions or something. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty lit, dude. I, that yeah. could work. That could work wonders, but no, that's really cool. Uh, what other bands um, are you able to disclose? Like, what other bands that you've done sound engineering, mixing, and mastering, and all that stuff for? I do. Uh, I I don't only do bands. I I only I work with um, a single artist because ah. I don't I don't only work with metal. Like right. I work with several uh, music genres. Right. So I work with many many people, but everything I guess is underground. You know? Right. Because like I, it's no like I have a studio here. Many people call me for like, hey, can you mix me this this song? Can you mix me this album? Can I record this this shit? Uh, whatever. 
So I work with many people, but I I wouldn't say like a super band or super big band that you right. would know. No, no, abs- absolutely. And that's that's completely fine. But more or less to kind of like expose the world more to like what you're doing and the artists that uh, that you work with. Like what are some artists that um, that you have uh, mix and mastered for to give them a shout out and kind of like plug them on. Right. The I will say I will say, for example, there's a pretty good band from Spain that I did the album recently, well, recently, maybe a couple of years ago now. Uh, they, they're called Counteract. Counteract. They're from Madrid. They also play Deathcore. Oh, I've, I've seen they, them. Okay, so they, they're pretty good. They are, yeah. they are right now working on their second album, which I think they're working with uh, Chris Donaldson from Cryptocy. So okay. they're, they're doing better now. <laughs> and uh, for example, a band I did uh, not, not much uh, recent, well, maybe a couple of months ago, uh, an anime anime torment from Czech Republic. Okay. Was it uh, also a deathcore band that I did uh, uh, not quite long? So uh, and random metal bands, man. I, I work yeah. with all, also with people that have like um, studio projects. Like for example, I did uh, um, Exile to Decadence. Uh, I think they they signed with Lacerated Enemy Records recently. Okay. So they are also a, a brutal deathcore band, but they are more like a, um, a studio project. There's right. a guy like with um, doing music with with other people, but I don't not sure if they are going live or or what. Right, and you you said what was the name of that band? Exile to Decadence. It's yeah. See, like that's that's a funny thing. Just that's the second one. Um, I've I've interviewed lacerated enemy records bands as of recently. Uh, the first one, the debut project that we've had on the podcast is actually Golgothan from uh Louisiana or Lafayette, Louisiana, and they're kind of like uh, Infinite Annihilator meets like Rob Zombie. It's really cool. It's like not too heavy, but it's definitely just grimy. Like you just hear the grimy Louisiana moss, just like caking up on every single member they have costumes and everything but that's that's really cool that that you've uh that you've had the opportunity to work with a, a lacerated enemy records artist um beforehand yes. and because you've been exploring different genres as a sound engineer what would yes. you say is like what was the um recently or maybe in the distant past past jesus um, maybe it's been a long time since you worked with said artist but like what was the most fresh and kind of like challenging project, the most fresh and challenging project that you I have worked did. on so far. Yeah, that you ever did. Well, um, I'll need to think about that because I, I did uh, several things that I, uh, when I was doing that, I didn't feel like comfortable doing that. Like, right. for example, at the beginning, uh, when I started producing uh, for me, doing something different uh, than metal was everything was rushed. intimidating Every, everything yeah was like uh, i i grew up with metal i grew up doing metal producing metal and composing metal and doing something anything different from this was uh, was a challenge so for example uh, when i started doing like music electronic music or working with um, a reggaeton artist or people that make something completely different to what I grew up with. Uh, at the beginning, that was a, 
uh, whole challenge. But yes. right now, right now, I guess I'm used to more or less anything. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. say anything, at, uh, but because there's a uh, lot of music genres out there. But but I work with a uh, with a lot of different shit. So right now, yeah. I I I can I can write more or less whatever. Right. Actually, like that's that's really cool. And at least compared to the beginning, when you were first getting started out, you're like, okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and make sure our shit sounds good. And then I'll work with other artists when I have the time and when people are willing to pay me the money because I know how to do this shit. Like mm -hmm. now, you're like, well, not only do I work on my own band stuff, but I work on plenty of other bands in the scene who aren't like, you know, Lorna Shore huge by any mm -hmm. means, but enough people know about them. They're on good uh, record labels or YouTube channels that help them promote their content. And then on top of all of that, you've overcome the challenge of going outside of your genre based boundaries which is really good because as yeah. a musician that's very very important that you're not like 24 7 deathcore death metal grindcore no, but you know like it's, you know, but you know why do you know you know why this happens because in spain it's not like in the u.s like uh in in the u.s i guess it's like uh you you throw a stone and there's four or five deathcore bands out there like right here in Spain, uh, maybe there are four or five deathcore <laughs> bands in the whole country. You know, so, so I can't make a living only doing deathcore in Spain exactly. at the beginning. Like I need to do more stuff. And here in Spain, the most popular genre is not metal. It's not rock. It's not anything with instruments. No. You know, it's a whole different. Genre. It's a whole different ball game, and it's it's yeah. also because like Spain is still. Like when I when I think of Spain right now, I think it's in the same ballpark as far as culture and the sense of modernization as like Italy, France, yeah. England a little bit. Like they're they're quick, pretty quickly what? advancing. Like you know just this, just a sense of uh, um, their involvement with like everything modern. Like when when I think of Spain, I kind of think of just like a quiet, peaceful country still. Like, yeah, it, it's 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 well known from going uh, from for holidays. Yes, stuff. That's why people know know Spain. But Spain is it's uh, I guess it's way harder than going from holidays. There's there are, there's many more shit deep. You know, there's plenty more depth and like you know just like any other country around the world, it's like it also has its shadows. It also has its uh, dark corners. Yeah, yeah, but I guess like every country in the world. It's like every country in but, the world. But you know, no, Spain is a very peaceful country to arrive. Like mm -hmm. it's a very, a very cool place to live. If you if you want to live in peace uh, and more or less have a, a decent life, uh, of course there are all, uh, many other countries in Europe that you could have a, a more. I don't know. It depends on what you want in life. Uh, for example, for us or for people that live in Spain, it's more important to have a a, a good, um, healthy life. Like yes, a good environment, uh, doing cool stuff, than being rich and yeah. living in a in a in a closed house with no friends or whatever in the mountains or whatever shit. <laughs> yeah. we, we need we need to go to the street and do stuff. You know. So yeah. That's, that's for us, it's way more important than money. 
Yeah, dude. It, and there you go. Like, that's that's a great way for us to get that question answered on your behalf is, oh, kitty, <laughs> as far as um, just like, you know, perspective upon your country. Because like any freaking any of my buddies here in the U.S., like chances are most of us that I know and affiliate with like the subscribers of my channel, uh, people in bands across the United States, they haven't been to Spain yet. They probably think it's a very similar thing to me. So it's very important to me that we uh, that we get that perspective. And I do appreciate you, uh, uh, us organically uh, plucking that off of you, per se. And um, it, it's it's a very, at least personally for me, when it comes to like end game, lifestyle, life choices, I'm all about community. I want to be surrounded by trees and like kind of be off grid and away from other people um, to the point that at night when I have my window open, Maybe it's the fall. Maybe it's the winter. It's nice and cold out. The only thing that you can hear is the wind whistling through the trees. But hmm. give it about a 10-minute drive down the road or drive down any road, really. And then you have like a small, humble little town that, again, has its shadows, but everybody knows each other. So hmm. then when, when stuff goes wrong, it ends up turning into a soap opera. Or like, you know, Riverdale or any of those just like, oh my gosh, Lisa, why'd you fucking kill Brian? You know, it's just like yeah. the talk of the town eventually. For whatever reason, I crave that. So like to answer your question, basically a rhetorical question, that would be my answer. And I mean, I'm sure Spain, I'm sure Spain is beautiful. I, I, like nonetheless, I want to visit the country someday. It seems like it would be so fun just to have that in-person experience. And now, ladies and gentlemen, well... More or less, we have some people that we know over in Spain, which is dope. So, if anything, as we're kind of wrapping up uh, your part, your perspective in the people part, that's a lot of peace, of the pod, Jesus, of the podcast, even more peace, um, what would be the one thing you would recommend as far as anybody trying to get into sound engineering or wanted to become a guitarist. Basically, what would be the advice that you have for someone now in the same shoes that you were preparing to place your feet in? And you're like, okay, these are comfy. That, you know, now uh, people in your shoes now, what would be your advice to them? Sorry, mm. that was confusing. <laughs> no, no, I, I get you. Uh, I think the most... Uh... The only, well, the, the, the thing that I consider the most important is uh, listening to music, like listening to a lot of music just to grow your mind and your music uh, uh, sense or feeling or I don't know how to yeah. say it. Like uh, your ears, you need to develop your ears, you need to develop your mind, your culture, stuff. So listening to music, I think it's the most important or the most, uh, um, I don't know, the way to uh, to learn more. It's I, I consider that it's more important to listen to music than to study uh, music like a maniac. Yeah. You know? Right, For right. People. It's it's more important to expand your horizons musically because we're about to get dramatic and epic for whatever reason um it's important to expand your horizons musically and not be so just manically attached to what's on paper music theory and all that but yeah. 
It's also super important to do music theory because people like me can't do shit without music theory or at least without, you know, practicing a couple songs and just consistently practicing music instead of being like, I just want to be a vocalist. Like, no, that's not how it works. So, you know, that that's just me no, basically on it myself. <laughs> so. I, I don't want I don't want to sound like uh, I, I'm saying that uh, learning music theory is wrong or something. No, but no, 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 it's not what I wanted to say. It's, I mean that that sometimes people think that without music theory you can t do a shit, and that's not true. Right. I mean, if if you develop your ears enough, uh, you can do magic that you couldn't even imagine. You can. Yes. So that's the only thing I wanted to say. And for sound engineering, is uh, I could say the same. Uh, it's uh, the most important is to have a taste in music. Uh, uh, so listening is listening. the most important. Open your mind and, and listen. And uh, watching other people that knows better than you what they're doing and watch and learn. That's it. Watch and learn. Watch, learn, zip up, observe. And then yeah. ask questions when you when you need to ask questions. That's like the yeah. beginning of learning, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as we go ahead and uh, I think one more thing I do want to do, and hopefully it'll be less confusing this time because now we understand like the question at hand. Um, go ahead and provide us like either five artists, five people, or five records that have helped motivate you that you ended up mm -hmm. opening up your ears and listening to, and you're like. This, this this is some good shit <laughs> like let's be a sound engineer let's get into guitarist like let's get into doing guitar because alberto mentioned like metallica earlier and gojira yeah, yeah, yeah. and like lamb of god and stuff so i want to pluck from your personal discography okay. and you, yeah give okay. take it away <laughs> yeah yeah sorry um yeah i guess uh, metallica is a very important band for not only for me or for us uh, in case of alberto uh, I mean, uh, I think for almost every guitarist, uh, Metallica is a very crucial band in history. Like, uh, all the riffs start there for me. Like, um, not only Metallica, I guess uh, Metallica and Pantera, you know, Pantera, uh, yes. are, uh, one of the crucial parts of metal or or not only for, not even for metalists uh, for play for for guitarists for guitarists yeah, I will for say. guitarists absolutely for, riff, riff, for hard riffing guitarists <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah uh, uh, those two bands I could say any album of them uh, maybe Cowboys from Hell and maybe maybe the Black Album was a, uh, a pretty good album. All right, so so far we have two that we've plucked off of you. We just need three more. Or okay. would, would like three more, please. <laughs> okay, I will say this, uh, the three left we have, uh, I would say uh, a guy. I would I I will like to, to say a guy, not an album. Okay. Uh, I would I I would like to say uh, Nergal from Behemoth. Ah, yes. I consider that guy a, a truly, truly artist in the, in, in the whole... How do you say the whole aspect of being an artist, not yes. only music, you know, like that guy. I always um, get got inspired from that guy because I like the way he represents his art and his yeah. his, his things. Um, other guy I will say is um, Buster Odelholm 
from Humanity's Last Breath or Bijerta. Ah, yeah. Uh, this guy uh, has also uh, a studio. He also works as a mixing engineer, and he's one of the most famous uh, uh, nowadays a mixing engineer. And for me, uh, it's also about very important uh, influence, influence or inspiration. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, as uh, not only in the music he does, uh, yeah. the way he da he works, the way he sa he makes his sounds, the, 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 his taste, I yes. think it's really, 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 really inspirational for me. And the one that I uh, I think we I have four. The last one I would say. Yes, uh, the last one I would say my mother because he. He, he raised me. He, he did everything. So, yeah. she, sorry, um, because my mother is a woman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yo, it's, it's 2022, man. Things, things. Are yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I, what, what I, what I say because <laughs> it may be necessary to say. Okay, so that's it. Yeah, that's five. There we go. And I do appreciate that, Alex, or Tenophilus, um, deciding to share that with us. Now, uh, either Ruben or Fernando, yeah. you may uh, you may take over. Just like, yeah, I go take the reins. So I I started playing drums uh, and being interested interested in music in general when I was like seven years old. I think I was I started like playing with plastic boxes and broken stuff, hitting them. <laughs> And and then my parents just saw me and I thought, why wouldn't you uh, shouldn't why are you hitting everything, bro? So, yeah, <laughs> drums uh, for the for the kid and just for my eight years old birthday, they they um, um, give me like a, a a drum set, right? A small drum set, and I started playing. Um. I started. I started um, receiving classes, but that wasn't for me. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like for one year, and and the rest of the of the um, the things I learned uh, in, in drums, uh, I was just me. Right. By, by myself taught. Yeah. And what what else? What else? Mm. And real quick too, what age did you say that you were just like smacking shit and your parents were like, okay, we need to get him an actual set? What what age was that? Uh, eight years old. Eight years old. Wow. So you yeah. were doing that in the single digits, man. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 And then I was I was in a, in a band with my brother. I have a brother that play guitar, and we we used to to play together. Just and um. Until I have like eleven years or so, and with a band called Evil Dead that <laughs> that um, later we changed our name to Hate Death. Yeah, mm. playing near home, so mm. and nothing serious. And and then until I I I know I knew Cannibal Grandpa. I okay. was I was with um. I went with Fernando uh, to the um, institute. Yeah. High, school. high school. High school. And no, and college. That was funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and all the, the, all the Bon Carver story that Alex and Alberto told you. Yeah. Now. At the beginning, at the beginning, uh, when when I started in, in Cannibal Grandpa, I I'm not su supposed to stay in the band. I just wanted to stay just until they um, they uh, find a new drummer. So I I didn't want to <laughs> to stay in the band at the <laughs> beginning, but I I liked it a lot. So <laughs> finally, I stay. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, funny. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? What else? In the mean, uh, meanwhile, I was uh, also with all the parkour stuff and <laughs> right, <laughs> but not, but nothing serious, just for fun. And also with with music composing, I I started composing with with Guitar Pro, like guitar riffs and stuff I liked. And and later I started composing uh, for orchestral music and all that stuff until until now. Yeah, so, you didn't mention you were a an EDM producer. At, an an EDM, famous, yeah, electronic famous, music producer. No, no, but he was he was really famous doing it, doing that. Ah. Was, yeah. At the time, he was a famous EDM producer. Yeah, Ruben's yeah, over here we, like, I didn't want to yeah. bring that up, man. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know, I know, but it's important just to bring it to the table, yeah. Uh, no, he was really good. Not, not sure if you remember, uh, it's not a genre, but it's like people uh, love to, to put tags on every, everything. Yeah, everybody so, likes to put labels on everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I started making metal step that when any, yeah, yeah, metal with dubstep. <laughs> So, uh, now sounds it sounds back back, back, back uh, in the day was really cool. Yeah, I mean like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, uh, and yeah, yeah, I had like songs with three million, four million, or six million views in on YouTube, but but yeah. that uh, that doesn't really. Um, you are not proud of that time. <laughs> no, not. It's okay. No, no, <laughs> no, no it's fine. Time. It's not good, but <laughs> I look for to the past and it's like, no, I don't, I don't want to remember it. <laughs> well, so, he, he, sorry, my, man. No, no, it's okay. Here's my no, question, it's though. It's cool. It's something cool. Yeah. Right. Here's here's my question, though. Considering this uh, this metal set that you're talking about, could you compare it to any project such okay. as, and, and hear me out, Blood on the Dance Floor? Breathe Carolina or Icy Stars? Do you know any of those artists? Have you ever heard of any of those guys? No. I, yeah, no, okay. Ru uh, no, Icy, I, Icy I, Stars. Icy uh, Stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, Icy Stars. Yeah. Right, right. So, like, you know, could, could you compare it to projects like that? Because I'm thinking Metal Step is just like kind of maybe asking Alexandria Metalcore <laughs> from the, uh, the the final episode era, right? Oh, and then that, you have just like, you know, like that type of shit. That, that, like, is, like, that is like metal with dubstep. And he made dubstep with metal. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. More, more electronic. He was electronic, electronic. music yeah. with uh, metal songs, but not yeah. metal song with dubstep. Right, the, right. Interesting. <clears throat> and like, I, I don't know, man. Like, you're, you're just like, <laughs> like you know naturally you know it was a long time ago long time, yeah, ago. Long more, time more than ago. more more than yeah. two years, i mean you you listen to it and it doesn't sound good i am at least for me it's like it sounds like <laughs> no it, the, the, the 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 best thing about this is that 
it, it sounded good, but he didn't did a shit like um, for mixing and stuff because he no 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 I didn't I didn't I didn't know how to mix a song. I just composed. To directly to YouTube. <laughs> but the the funny thing is that it it didn't sound it bad at all. Like it sounded. Yeah. Oh uh, well, yeah. If you look at right, ten years later, it's not the same. But it, at, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. moment, at the moment, yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Right. For sure. No, that's that's cool. And I don't know, man. Like looking back on it, what was there even like a single move that you could have made to where instead of becoming what what you are now, which is a drummer. And I mean, you're basically the man behind the epic in what Bone Carver is right now. Just like, you know, all that shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, later when, um, I mean, the, the dubstep era uh, was like for maybe two years. <laughs> From 2000, uh, no, 2012 and 2014. That's so and that's the two years that dubstep was popular. Yeah, the, the two years, years that dubstep up. was popular, man. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, and, dude. Oh my god. And then I started composing orchestral and orchestral music. Uh, because I I always love film and music. And it's like right. I needed to try how what I can do with with that. Exactly. Uh, no, every no. every day of my life, not every day, but almost every day of my life, I um, I saw a film or uh, or something yeah. visual content that I uh, yeah <laughs> always consuming media. No, that's exactly yeah. that's exactly the mindset to have. And I I dude, I almost completely forgot that you were like you're also the man. You're you're the freaking you're the cameraman, bro. You're the perspective behind all yeah. like you know at least the director or like you know just like hey hey you go over there and get a good shot at me like. <laughs> profile you know what i mean like, but that's, that's that's a shit because when i saw a film it's like i can't uh be attentive to the to the story or to the because i always uh like listen to the to the um, to the score or yeah watching the all the um, i don't know how to say the, the, the soundtrack yeah. yeah the soundtrack or anything no, like, or, 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 also like, for image like yeah, like Ruben told me, like, hey, you have to start watching a TV series that is called Sandman. Sandman, yes, Netflix. dude. Sandman on Netflix. It's like DC Comics thing, uh, really dark. And he's like, it's shit. There's a lot of After Effects <laughs> things that I use that are in there. And I see no. that. I was like, man, I've not seen anything. And he's like, yeah, that's in there. That's no, no, it's, it's not shit. The, the thing is, like, there's a lot of things that are so cool, but there's other things like, it's like like a joke, <laughs> yeah. and I can yeah. enjoy a, a, a film or a TV show because I always thinking and that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, absolutely. And like what I'm seeing here is a mind very similar to the right the likes. I was about to say the Reichs. I'm like what? What is a Reich? <laughs> um, to the likes of Robert Cummings, Robert Rob Zombie. Like, dude, that dude is a massive musician, but he's also a director of shit films. But also, like, he's a, he's a movie director. So, like, you know, at, that means that, mo that most likely that could be something you're doing in the future. Not only, like, doing music videos, but I'm sure if you have the opportunity that you might also be jumping into film. And you're like, well, I not only want to be responsible for the musical efforts and, like, I'll get my boys in on the action, too, but also... Also, like, 
how about these different angles and you know like how close can we get to the 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 bone carver mass before it's like ridiculous when you have those type of thoughts and when that's you know that's your focus that's really cool for the mindset of a could be music music video well not could be music fucking you are a director of music um like it's just important and i can easily see that being a thing that's that's what i'm trying to say more or less but um, you know, we were, we're learning a whole bunch about Ruben here, ladies and gentlemen, including that during the peak, the peak of dubstep, which was two years, you know, he was a metal step artist, which is super cool to learn. And then, you know, he does the chops, he does the music videos. He, uh, he fucking, um, he is responsible for the Epic. Like that's three parts, bro. That should be three different people, not just one, but instead Ruben's like, nah, fuck you. I'm all three, dude. I might as well have three heads going on here. I'm the living tribunal, bitch. Like, like that type of thing. And that's that's really cool. That's really cool for Ruben here. So, like, in the, earlier, I definitely wanted to pinpoint this because I know we're pretty deep into session. And I do appreciate you guys deciding to stop by because it's been quite a bit. It's actually already almost an hour. And we're not even, like, I would say we're not even close to uh, the, the, the music side of the podcast. But for a good reason, for a very good reason. We're telling these guys a story. So, Ruben, you said you were not originally planning to be the permanent drum, drummer of Cannibal Glam, Glam, Grandpa slash Bone Carver. So, like, what was the, the intention? What was the focus back then? Was it already, like, uh, uh, doing um, videos and, uh, uh, like, video directing? Or was there something else going on at that time that you were, like, really invested into? At that time, I think I, at that time, I, I, I didn't know. What, what I wanted to <laughs> to do really I don't re I didn't really know because I I always um, did like a lot of things <laughs> like for the music for the I don't know all, all that stuff and I never it's like and nowadays uh, it happens the same exactly the same because I I'm in a lot of things and I just invest my my time um, like. 30% uh, of my time in one thing, 30% of my time in another thing. Uh, so don't really know. Um, right. But basically drums and uh, all that audiovisual content. Right, right. Absolutely. For, so like For music and for image. For yeah. No, the audio and the visuals. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, it's like you weren't really planning on being a permanent drummer, but more or less it's because you were also at like we mentioned earlier, that fork in the road, that crossroads. And you're like, well, I don't really know what I want to do, but do I want to become a drummer like all time? Like, right? And, you know, you're, I'm sure you were also doing, uh, the, even if it wasn't permanent or uh, maybe it didn't have longevity. There we go. We're using a new word on the podcast. Jesus. Um, but, you know, it might not, ha might not have had longevity, but you were also like invested into parkour at the time, maybe. And you're like, dude, I'd rather be jumping buildings and running from the cops instead of chopping on a set, you know, that type of shit. Like, you know, what, <laughs> what, what was that something going on at the time during you like loosely participating in what would be Cannibal Grandpa? Or like, was it truly just that I don't even know what the fuck I want to do, but I don't know if I want to permanently do drums. Uh, I not I'm not sure if I understood all 
Sorry. <laughs> it's, there's a lot. There, there is a lot there. I, I so just like, got a handover. I just uh, in a wedding yesterday. and <laughs> No, you're good. You're good. If you can repeat. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's fine. Yeah. I, I am really bad at asking questions. No, no, it's I, okay. I cut it's around okay. the, the My, my English is not good, so. That, that's Go that's the thing, too. Like, anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. English is a fucked language. Like, I hate <laughs> English. Um, but at the time, you were essentially at the crossroads you were at the fork in the road same analogy analogy we used earlier for alberto because he was talking about um just like the different things going on in his life and so was alex so at that point when you were not even sure you were not dead set on being a drummer were um you, you said there wasn't really anything else going on so was it ultimately just a lack of concrete decision at that point because obviously you're a full-time drummer now you do all of the freaking all the crazy angles for the music videos and shit for bone carver what was formerly cannibal grandpa like was it simply that you were at the crossroads at that point before permanently becoming a drummer that would be the question Sorry, uh, maybe I'm stupid, but let, you're good. <laughs> let me ask the guys if, if they understood and explain to me. <laughs> Did you understand? Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, the thing is that what was Ruben doing, uh, or what would be what would have been the life of Ruben if he didn't uh, went into the drumming yes. or oh. uh, okay. okay so basically that's so awesome to listen to <laughs> <laughs> you you mean if if i wouldn't play play drums finally in bone carver yes Maybe play drum, playing drums in another band. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, I mean that 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 probably is a little bit more digestible for the audience as well, because I know that that was a nightmare and a half. Just that five sentence question that I just asked. So there we go. There's something a little bit more digestible. Awesome. So as we're kind of focusing on you still, Ruben, um, and you know you're you're doing all of this various stuff had an interesting legacy you've had an interesting history i would say as a music enthusiast a musician and even like a uh <clears throat> a cinematography enthusiast which cinematography that just uh, you're a video guy video producer so up to this point what has been uh your what what has been like the coolest part of being in this project, I guess. That, that's definitely a high school level question. Like, what's your favorite part about being in the band? But again, the word favorite, we don't use here. Um, so, so far, what for you has been like the, the, the coolest thing about working with these guys and being a part of this project? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, 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 there yeah. we go. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the main the main the main thing is uh, that we uh, we are not a band like uh, formed um, like for professional musicians uh, for a specific and 
um, thing. We didn't have, I mean, a, we, we didn't have a purpose. Yeah, right. we, we were friends and then just we wanted to create music. So that's for me the important thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know, apart from that, <laughs> the, the, the fact of creating the music, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. No, that's fine. That, that's a that's a solid answer is it as it can get. And that's good enough for us. And I think the last thing we will be asking you, just you, so the pressure is on, um, is, uh, yeah, we're going to do the same thing with you. Go ahead and provide us either five artists, five albums, or five people that have really made you want to become a cinematographer, video producer. Um, a drummer and like someone who's just like the ah! in bone carver like what 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 are five artists people or albums that got you into that and you were just like you know what this is it this is my yeah. path okay I, I think every drummer every metal drummer would answer the same <laughs> the same and it's joey jordison obviously because <laughs> I think for every one of us, or the metal drummers is like a reference, the main reference in metal, metal drums. Um, also, uh, Grim. Grim, yeah, yeah, but that's not a that's most more, uh, more like an actual reference. Not, it's yeah, a yeah. reference, of course. Green, the drummer of Septic Flesh. Ah, okay. Septic Flesh, the band, the whole band for yes. me is like a reference <laughs> uh, for drums or, um, and for the, the music. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alex Rudin uh, Rudinger is a, is a drummer. Um, Whitechapel, I think, right now. Uh, he's in Whitechapel right now. Yeah, I think. Not sure, right? I think, yes. What else? Um, two, steps, like two more. Two steps from hell. It's like, okay. um, I think you know you know them, mm -hmm. or maybe not. Um, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> what else? That's that's um, four. One more. Yeah, Hans. Hans no, Hans. No, it's it's fine, but it's not the the main. John Powell. Okay. It's a it's a, a film composer. That's a main reference for me. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, and that's awesome. And it, it's it's definitely uh, refreshing, per se, to have a drummer on the podcast who's also pretty passionate about um, soundtrack, backing soundtrack for a film, or just film in general. That's really cool. And that's that's pretty unique for a four-person band. Like, that's cool. And um, I can definitely say that not every day do you hear about that, especially for a death metal band. But also you guys are like, again the beginning of a de developing scene in Spain. So I think it's, I think that's really awesome. So as we get closer and we're, we're now super close people, hang, hang, hang on to your seats um, to the ending of the people section of the podcast with maybe a couple questions afterwards, some lyrical uh, track by track, lyrical analysis for carnage funeral. Um, and then, you know, just kind of preparing you guys for the upcoming album, really, which again, carnage funeral, um, we go ahead and land on Fernando. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us what you do and tell us everything from the very beginning that you really need to talk about. And anything you don't want to discuss, you are absolutely free to just tell me to, to back off a little bit. <laughs> so take it away, sir. 
All right. I'm Fernando. I'm the vocalist uh, of Von Carver. Um, at the beginning of the of the band, we were two singers. Uh, one of my friends right now is the other, was the other singer. His, his name is Juanjo. Uh, right now, he's a 3D art artist, and he's quite good. Um, um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> when I joined the band, I was I wasn't able to sing, uh, so I do the um, like the interview with with them, and was like I, I don't know how to sing, but I want to join. A, I can do this shit, and was horrible, but yeah, it was. <laughs> came to it. So was for me, um, but no. Um, then I start doing it like daily and practicing, 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 and that's how I get uh, at this point. Um, um, I think I'm I'm quite better. Um, I I like how I do it. You know, uh, I feel comfortable with my vocals right now, so it's fine. Um, it. When I'm not the singer of Bon Carver, uh, I'm a philosopher. I just ended um, the career in here in the university in Spain, um, and yeah, that's that's my life, I think. And now I'm keep studying. And I I've been working <laughs> in some shit like delivering pizza. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that was funny with my car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I had like um like a, a funny life <laughs> at this right. point. Yeah, there you go. You said uh when you're not in Bone Carver, you said you're studying philosophy right now in college or at a university. No, I I end on my philosophy studies. Philosophy studies. He 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 just ended. Yeah. Oh, he just uh, ended it. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, there's a problem with the Fernando's connection, I think. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. I know. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So, can you yeah, hear me? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I think we can hear you now. <laughs> that was weird. It, it like froze for a second. So I, I, I didn't know it was wrong or like right. if you're having issues at your end. But oh. um, so you just finished philosophy in college. And like, what, what's, I don't know, like, what's your next step in college or in you? Like your university, what are you planning to study next? Uh, well, I'm studying a master, a master degree right now in in human resources management. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a little bit far of philosophy, but it's another area that I I like to to explore. And um, I think is could be for me i don't know maybe the future will will see everything we'll see yeah we'll see what the future holds that's and that's that's a fun thing man like even though we're mortal and like we're not here that long like it's decisions like that that can be the funnest thing you ever do it's just like yeah fuck it might as well try it out see if it works out for me and uh we'll go from there but kind of rewinding a little bit you mentioned that when you were first getting started with music was your first project like your first ever ever project slash band was it cannibal grandpa was it bone carver like obviously that that yeah. question answers itself 
Um, were there any projects before either of those bands that you were participating in as a vocalist that, you know, you were like, okay, so I'm not that good as a vocalist, need to season myself. But also you mentioned that there are two vocalists and that the other vocalist has now become a 3D artist. He's good as what he's good at what he does. His name is Juan. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Tell the audience a little bit about that for sure. Um, all right. Uh, so when when we started the band, I was the only the only singer. Uh, but but then we we met him and well, we already met him, but we didn't know that he he made roles and that stuff. So he started doing it and uh, he was like doing inhalated guturals. I don't know if like yes. um, it's okay. the name uh, inhalated or exhalated. Uh, <laughs> I do exhalated and I think I'm missing the hello, hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can still hear you. Don't worry. <laughs> Everything's all good still. We're we're all good. <laughs> um I think my internet is fucked up. I don't know. Can you hear me? Yes, we, we yeah. can still hear you. Yeah. It's 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 like cutting in and out, but like you're you're all good to go. You're still good. Uh all right. So um in the end, um he wants to go into other projects um we keep with me as the only singer. Yes. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, like, here, here's here's probably a more um, easier question. Were you guys in another band project before Cannibal Grandpa? Like, was there another band or was it you two jumping in on Cannibal Grandpa and then over time Juan decided to do to be a 3D artist? That's what I'm trying to ask. Um, um, no, uh, Caribbean Grandpa is like my is the on, the only project I have I ever have. I I made some collaboration in other bands like yes. like Norma in other songs and uh, our second bassist uh, have a little project where I made some some vocals there and another friend was uh, doing like a little. Uh, EP uh, right. with different singers and that stuff, and I I did one of the songs and right. Uh, I always record with Alex, so everything. So right, okay, understood. Um, so I understand it then that uh, uh, Juan departed from Cannibal Grandpa, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, now the question's answered. That that's more or less what I was curious on because like I mean I don't know maybe there was a project before that that you and Juan were on and then you know after that you guys departed he did his own thing and then you jumped into Cannibal Grandpa's so now no, no. we understand the timeline there we go <laughs> everything's yeah, all fixed the time, again the time like that me. The second is the time that it was before uh, the first album from Cannibal Grandpa so the demo right. the demo that before that I, yes. I hope that no one has it it's a <laughs> demo that has two singers Oh, okay. So at the beginning, it's like, okay, I want to have a drummer and a singer. I'm only playing with another guitarist and a bass guitar. I need uh, drums and I need boys. And Fernando and Ruben came. But as Fernando told, uh, Fernando wasn't good at the beginning. But we said, like, fuck it, you're coming in. Okay. And at the time, this guy, Juan, 
Ojo, and step up the band too. And uh, he started playing with us. There were two singers and two guitarists, yes. babe and drums. And just after the demo era, uh, we'll say in 2014. Okay. Uh, that first year, like 2013 and the half of 2014, uh, the first half, uh, this guy was playing with us. Uh, it's a friend of us. He's the one that helped us with the design of the bone cover mask and yes. that things. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah, with well, the production. Uh, the beginning, the first part of the production, but that's another story. That's another uh, story. The thing is that this guy just uh, told us, like, hey, guys, um, I want to quit the band because I'm not uh, rehearsing with you. I'm not practicing and I don't know the songs. And we were like, man, we wanted to talk to you about this. So um, we just met and we say like, okay, let's part ways, but we keep friends because yes. uh, the, that's how it's supposed to be. It's like one thing is professional, one thing is a friendship. And yes. I know for sure that we were in the same page in that moment. So yeah, that is, this is why Juanjo uh, <coughs> left that. And Fernando in that moment is when he realized like, oh fuck, I'm now alone. And now the only frontman on the, of the band yes and that that first show uh, I'm, I'm just gonna do a little remember to my guys um first show of fernando singing alone or bass guitar in a wheelchair because he was operated the last day uh, <laughs> for the show in a shittiest one of the shittiest places in madrid <laughs> and what a show one <laughs> right no naturally that <laughs> sounds like, sounds like a one for the books it's great no, um, that's awesome. And uh, all appreciation, Alberto, to helping us kind of um, fill in a little bit of the gaps, fill in a little bit of the details, because um, my English is way too complex, but also um, I talk way too much sometimes. And funny thing how I'm a podcaster, but sometimes I just beat around the bushes again. Anyways, um, so as we are getting... We're getting closer and closer, I swear, to finishing the first half. Um, basically, Fernando, I would want to ask, um, like, how, like, even now, with the new record coming out in less than a month, which is crazy to think about, how, are you pretty confident in your skills as a vocalist now compared to the, well, the very beginning, would you say? Yeah. Oh. Of course, of course. There you go. <laughs> Everything changed uh, the first EP and yeah, I, I changed like everything I did because I started doing it wrong, like everyone I think, and I made a technique and that stuff. Um, I don't really like to to explain it because I, I, I can't explain it well how I do it, but I think is very personal. Every every singer make his own technique with the time. Yes, you can do maybe the same tongue move, movements, but the change of the voice must came from your own skills, like practicing, practicing, listening, and that stuff. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. And when it comes to being a vocalist, a lot of times these days, it ends up being temporarily entertaining. When as a vocalist, you're like, oh, I can hear Tom Barber in this guy, or oh, I can hear Dickie Allen in this guy, or oh, I can hear um, the late uh, uh, Travis Sternod from the Black Dahlia Murder. Like, I can, I can kind of hear that in this vocalist. Like, it's temporarily entertaining because you're like, oh, this guy definitely listened to all of these various bands when he was starting out. 
but now that's like you know kind of what they build their legacy upon and that can be an issue when i hear you fernando and the latest two bone carver tracks in which i have yet to listen to the uh the evil album from last year all the way through but we will be doing that soon for the sake of homework and getting ready to listen to carnage funeral um i can definitely tell that it is indeed you when it comes to these tracks you sound very distinguished you sound solid as fuck you sound crispy and again i think among other reasons that we've built over the session that is the reason that i think bone carver is really going to kickstart a developing community of core based bands over in spain whether it be in Ma Ma madrid or other um sections of spain like i think this next album is going to really help kickstart that um so as we continue i would definitely love to kind of pluck real quick because we are pretty deep into session now um five vocalists people artists or albums off of you fernando um that really all helped right. you get into becoming a vocalist all right um the first one that i have to mention is luke griffin uh the singer of acrania i think he's the the one that inspired me the most to start doing vocals because i think he's one of the first band i ever the first band ever like like oh my god this band is so fucking good I, i'm so into it it was like the first band that i was fan like very very fan of it right um other bands um i can mention uh of course alex terrible is is a monster in in roles uh, i am in love with his boy i think every singer will love his voice is is amazing um other artists um uh, traitors uh is one of the bands that i listen the most maybe uh, yes i think all right about now. that deep fried southern hate baby let's go sorry <laughs> maybe uh yeah. fernando mm. uh, about helen uh, from infant annihilator for example yeah, I, I, uh, I like it too much. Yeah, Infant Annihilator is like one of my favorite bands. Um, since the first EP, you know, right now, I don't, I really love. And the screams that they have been doing because they have like uh, other singers, but the Gallin is like the best of the singers <laughs> of that mm. band. <laughs> they um so, that's four so you just got yeah. one left i think um chelsea green yeah that's one of the the first band i like agrania that i started listening to it uh, i'm in love now uh i think the thing i i love the i love the clue of them uh long time ago but i i think they changed the the vocalist right now is yes it's not the same as the beginning no no, no. Uh, yeah but the I, old I stuff, didn't listen yeah. it yeah right right yeah. no the old chelsea grin you you're talking about alex Culver, right yeah yeah exactly 
We're talking about the first song that we played together was Recreant from Chelsea. Ah, uh, let, oh, dude, such an iconic we're talking, track. We're talking about this, this is Fernando's. Chelsea. Right, yeah. right, absolutely. No, that's great. Okay, cool. So, yeah, now we've managed to pluck five artists, albums, all that type of shit off of all four of the members of Bone Carver, a technical death metal band from Madrid, Spain. Um, recently, as of last year, I can't say recently because it was last year, um, last year signed to Unique Leader Records after being reincarnated, and this is quoting their site, reincarnated death metal from the deathcore band Cannibal Grandpa. This has been an awesome session so far, and I really do appreciate you guys deciding to spend the time here on the podcast because I know it is getting incredibly late over where you are, at least like 1043 or something like that. So again, I appreciate your patience as we continue this session, and this will be the final section of the podcast session, whatever the number decides to be or ends up being because we got a couple podcast clients before I fly out to Arizona. Um, Everybody stay tuned for these episodes. They're going to be insane. Uh, We now migrate into the second half of the podcast. This is really where we're utilizing the analogy, the anatomy. Like, this is where the anatomy part comes in. Because we are dissecting the anatomy of Bone Carver as if all four of these dudes were one freaking nature from Madrid, Spain. Musically speaking and just physically speaking. Because, like, how fun is that to entertain the idea of a band being some type of uh, sentient entity? Like, that, that shit's fun. So, <clears throat> obviously, you guys ended up reincarnating uh, Cannibal Grandpa into Bone Carver. So, I guess the first question that we would want to ask, or that I would want to ask, is like, what ended up happening that had you guys wanting to change from Cannibal Grandpa killing it and then reincarnating it into Bone Carver? Like, what was the collective mindset towards that decision? There are uh, a couple of reasons. reasons. Yeah. <clears throat> First one, and most important, uh, well, it's not, maybe it's not the most important, but I would say the first one is that uh, the label, uh, Unique Leader Records, uh, highly recommended us uh, to look after another name. <laughs> 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 you, you know, like it, it's. Um, the second reason I was going to say is that we weren't, we, we weren't, um, you know, we put this name when we were like 15, 14 years old. Yeah. Uh, uh, 10 years later, it's not the same, you know, it, it's not as, uh, <laughs> as funny as it was when we put the name, you know. So uh, this uh, causes uh, many problems sometimes with uh, misunderstanding about the band when someone that doesn't know us. Uh, try to figure out what we're doing and with that name was kind of was uh, almost always uh people thought or people th- yeah people thought that we were kind of a gory grind course uh, joking right. band and we were absolutely not so yeah uh, the expect- expectations we have when, when we started are we're not the same like yeah right now yeah when we started we went a bunch of kids smoking joints in a rehearsal room (laughs) saying what is the worst name you could ever imagine this one okay let's go for it so Uh that's (laughs) not it's not it was not like that okay but (laughs) it was at the the beginning it was more like a funny thing you know like 
We right. wanted to sound brutal. What is the brutalest thing you could ever imagine? Cannibal grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And so, you know, like and this is a lot more, uh, um, a lot more, uh, God damn it. This is a lot more intricate, I guess, a reason, or there's a lot more substance to this reason um, than we've had with previous podcast sessions. But not every day do you hear of a pretty, like, heard of band deciding to jump on a label. The label's like, hey, can you can you change your name, please? I don't think I don't think that's no. gonna sell well. You know? What no, I mean? but but it, it wasn't it wasn't like that. They they were like super super friendly with that with with that. I remember, Alex, I remember the phrase that Jamie told us that was that this is not a day um this is not a, a deal breaker. Right. But I highly recommend you to change your name because you sound like a joke and you're not. And that's yeah, that's I know, I know I know that Cannibal Grandpa has a lot of punch because it's like okay uh, the image of uh, a grumpy old uh, like eating uh, people is like okay Cannibal Grandpa you just get into your mind and you're like okay I know what uh, how to how, what I'm gonna watch but Bone Carver um, it was like okay we have a like our photographer our old guy Alex Alejo yeah um, the, the, the one that is always in the behind the pictures not the videos the pictures right. in live or in session. He's the guy, and also the one that designed their first logos, the one that we are using now, the Bone Carver logo, and the one that made the two first covers from the Cannibal Grandpa era. Right. Like the figure, uh, those two guys, and we made them a um, um, chat group with them, and we told them, like, please, guys, help us search for a new name. We yeah. need uh, everything. And we have a list of 500 names, and we say, like, okay, let's choose. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe, no. No, yeah, at the end of all of that came on cover. Um, we already had um, the cover made for Cannibal Grandpa. This wife first album has um, a lot of meaning with uh, Albert Fees with the Cannibal Grandpa. And at the end, we, I know it's it's difficult. I mean, there are so many fans out there saying like, oh, I like it more, the Cannibal Grandpa name. You fuck it when you change your name. And it's like, man, uh, I don't care. Now we are more comfortable with this name. Uh, we yes. have more opportunity about talking different things because Cannibal Grandpa was like, I, I can only talk about the story yeah. of this guy. And second album is, was like, we are just like uh, going over that and doesn't flow like that. And also it was a change in our, an era change for us because it was the beginning of being only four, no bass guitar playing with us. Right. So like the the moment the opportunity like okay when we we are it's like starting from zero because no one knows Bon Carver some may know Cannibal but no Bon Carver yeah but we are gonna start with the help of uniquely the records and it was like okay let's go for it we have to do it if we have the chance to change our name it's gonna be now or never yeah and this is why we we got into okay we have the recommendation from Unique we have our own around minds saying like okay kind of grandpa is okay from right. the past now we have to do something more something new something fresh and um, with the help of the guys that are around the band but near the band that help us that they listen to all the tracks before they are released or mastered or mixed yes. they listen to all the demos and those guys were in there with her, with us helping us and that's the point uh, uh, I know I, I know that there are some many people I know Cannibal Grandpa's best name. Okay, for you, not for me. It's my right. band. Yeah, exactly. It's it's my uh, band. Bro. 
you like slam music and you say like you don't like black and deathcore shit and nice nowadays everything and then okay let's go listen to evil and you say that you prefer that album to the last one but okay yeah go for it the album is in there so the thing is like it's for music we do it for ours you do it for you yes do it for us and it's great to build community and stuff but at the end of the day you guys are investing the money you guys are putting the time into the music you guys are putting the time into the content so yeah i absolutely agree with you and it's definitely good as a musician to put your foot down because dude so many people from like a very internet based standpoint and nothing else it's that same sense of like obligation and you know like they they have you know it, it, it like fans are very important community is very important when you're first building up a band but then when fans and not that i have any for like any of the things i do except for the 500 subs on the sean cross channel congratulations to the channel um like it, it's very important to recognize that yes your numbers do come from the people that support your music but it's like at the end of the day there's they support what you make maybe in the future there's a new demographic to where people can help you decide on like merch designs or something and that could be something that the fans are more involved in and like yeah i would absolutely be more willing to buy this shirt because i helped vote on the design for that shirt like that would be cool but when it comes to the actual music that's up to the musicians people like don't don't be like i miss when the band had a silly name instead of something so serious what does bone carver even mean anyway oh, like no that's that's none of your fucking business to be honest <laughs> like yeah they make the music for people that like that genre but they are also music making the music for themselves that's just me like kind of just inserting my opinion because so many people are just like they they have a care almost karen mindset we call them karens over here in the united states and it's so painfully yeah. aggravating man like the freaking karens of death metal i miss when your brand was called esophagus uh gorge gorgigator you're like cool good for you listen to the last ep if you if you miss that shit or just listen to cannibal grandpa like if you want to stay in the past in the past bro but we're all about the future we're all about moving forward and doing what we want you know so i just i just imagine them like um may i speak with the manager please yeah, yeah. I don't may, may i speak with the manager like so fucking no, but, annoying but, but i think it's something natural like i i also do have that feeling with other bands i love yeah or i like it's like, natural yeah it's natural it's like you fell in love with some uh some sometimes of that band or of that music that yeah. uh, some some specific albums then they grew up and you don't understand the change why. yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's almost like yeah with that no, sorry album. no 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 worries like you were in love with that album that they they released some years of their life yeah and you're stoking that in those years with those albums and time goes on and yep. some people don't so yeah that, that is the problem yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's, it's so unfortunate, too, because, like, if you're looking to support these people as musicians and as people, it's like you got to understand that everything changes with time. You know, some of these musicians, they start families or they're like, you know what? I don't really want to be in a death metal band anymore. Like, in Albert, though, um, you being in a death metal band and a pop punk band, like, that's so fucking cool. But, like, I know that there are some people out there like, oh, 
why do you start a pop punk band? Why can't you just prioritize this band? Oh, I'm like, no, go. it's not, it's not about that. That's not what this is about. It's having fun creating stuff. Hell, I want to start a pop punk band someday. That would be freaking cool. Like a little uh, bluegrass organic folk slash pop punk band. That'd be so much fun. So now, now I'm going to do it one day, people. You be- <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> so, um, then after like getting back to the question at hand of course uh, the migration of the cannibal grandpa to bone carver i would then want to ask the most basic question and the only question that we ask on every single episode of this podcast once you guys decided on the name for bone carver was it simply because it sounded good was it simply because it rang and you know it was something that uh, like was appealing to all of you or was there a more specific reason with the Bone Carver mask and all of the lore with evil and what is now going to be Cartage Funeral? Is there a story behind the name Bone Carver? Or was it just like, yeah, this sounds great? Uh, I guess it's uh, more more of the first one. Because we, we wanted to, so, uh, you know, the, the, the main problem with Cannibal Grandpa was the, the, the first impression you get with, when you hear it. So we wanted to avoid that uh, right. at any circumstances. We wanted something that sounded great, or not sounded great, but something that sounded more similar to the music we're playing. Yes. So Von Carver was like, uh, after a long uh, process of choosing a name and choosing different names and stuff, um, it was something that, it was only one word that was something that we wanted to. Uh, it sounded good and it sounded proper to what we're doing. So uh, that's what uh, we wanted. The, oh, the rest of the Lorean stuff, uh, it came later when we chose the name, you know, because we wanted to prioritize uh, the sounding of the word and the image of the of the law of the yeah of the name in general, than an actual meaning like we did before. Because with right. Cannibal Grandpa, we were uh, we were taking more, we were putting more focus on the meaning than of the of the actual sounding of the name or the image that we were reflecting with that name. So yes, yeah. Sick. This is also we try to keep the logo um, as real as possible as the idea of a bone carver the, the idea of being a logo that it has like like it was bone that was carved to be sharp and if then we try to be uh okay so it's been like seven eight years of cannibal grandpa now we changed to bone cover let's do all that we have learned in all these years and try to do something good and um, this is at the same time like okay cannibal grandpa was only having a grandpa on the stage uh, doing like he beats a cannibal and it's a real se- a serial killer from history of the United States and it's like oh doesn't fit well in the um, having it live um, uh, bringing to life and why what will happen if we created a new um, character as bone cover that is the one that wears the mask, that will appear in our videos, will appear on the merchandise, will be around, will be the um, imprint, I, I don't know how to say, the, the, the real mm. true evil from, yeah. the evil from the first album is like, well, it's ways of conceiving evilness. So it's like, why if 
what will happen if we represent all of that in one person behind a mask? And a mask that doesn't have horns, doesn't have um, teeth, doesn't have anything like typical from a mask that wants to scare you, it's like traitors or something that it is pure, hard, and, and evil. And that's right. how Uncarver Lore came after we chose the name. Uh, idea from our photographer guy, uh, let's say, let, let's give him the recognition. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the one that bring in the, the name to into the table. So yeah, uh, Alejo Tequero. There you go. No, that's awesome. So if I'm understanding this correctly, uh, Cannibal Grandpa, uh, the same US-based uh, serial killer from yeah, the lore of yeah, of like of that band, is is that the main like the the main visual behind the Bone Carver mask then? Or? No, no, no. Okay. I may have things like the Cannibal Grandpa era. It was everything telling about the story of a serial killer that was Albert Fish. And when we changed into Bone Carver, we just tried to we just did something different. It's like create every, yeah. something that kills the cannibal grandpa and then go into a new era, a new way of uh, um, writing lyrics, a new way of um, writing music, and just uh, having everything that we have learned in almost a decade of playing together, like doing it from the beginning, but well yes. done. Right, okay, so cool. I think that's the, the origin of Bone Carver, but at the end, uh, Bone Carver, it's a serious band uh, after seven years playing together. Right, from, uh, right. Same Right, like Cannibal Grandpa, that was just kind of, to kind of mess around. But then when Bone Carver came into view, it's like, okay, so now we have a we have a label. Um, we're gonna get an album out in 2021, and then another one out in 2022. Um, like you know, now we're here to carve out Bone. We're here to take shit seriously. And I have to admit, gentlemen, the first music video ever that I saw for Bone Carver, I was I was very surprised to see that there was actual like. TV 17 slash TVMA uh, gore and violence in the music video. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Because like they, back then they didn't really think to have any uh, any warnings that really started with uh, with this year as far as like really uh, bad visceral gore and violence in music videos. So I remember seeing that. I'm like, wait, what the, what the fuck? What the fuck? And I think I even like paused the video. I'm like, okay, um, this might be a little bit too much for me right now despite like having listened to Slipknot and all these other various bands. And this was just last year. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to see a guy like getting his organs ripped out of his chest and shit. Like that's, I guess for me, I'm like, I can never watch an A24 film. I've seen two already and that was enough. Yeah. So like, basically I, I remember my first impression. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? This is actually like a rated R music video and shit's going down. But like now it's like, okay, now we're talking with these guys, and obviously the the, the music um, has changed a lot since the Evil album. And obviously, I, I still gotta listen to the Evil album. So, if anything, um, I mean, shit, Bone Carver is the only other band I know in the scene who has like a consistent mask going on. So, what is the story behind the Bone Carver mask? What was like the inspiration for getting that cooked up? Having a good friend of us that is a sculptor and mm. he works really well. That is the one that wears the mask in the videos. Right. That's the guy. Uh, Jorge Junta, really good guy. I was with the, with him yesterday having a beer in Madrid. Um, the thing is like, we wanted something new, something fresh, something different from different uh, masks 
on the scene. We could all imagine the one from Slaughter to Prevail is a really yeah. cool mask, but I don't like my mask with horns, with teeth, or with anything sharpened. Um, these guys, uh, we really liked uh, how he worked. The, yeah, it looked <laughs> the golden <laughs> one. <laughs> oh yeah, really cool. I, I really like it, but the thing is, like, I, I like it for them, not for me. Right, right. And yeah. I know it's not that. Um, let's say uh, that mask. It's easier to understand and to sell because it's easier. All the patterns uh, doing in the mask. For us, it's more complex as we feel our music uh, could be. And the thing is that we just get a, an artist, a really good artist, and tell him like, please create a piece of art for us, so we can have a monster behind it. And he was really cool. He did it really well. Um, there's a video that Ruben uh, worked uh, on it. That, that is the how, the how was made the evil uh, video that the, the okay. one that you were talking about. And in that video, there's um, a little interview too with him. So oh, sure. his process and everything. So. Yeah, I think it'll be easier for not get longer with the podcast. Uh, yes. If someone willing to, uh, okay, I want to learn about this. It's in there. It's like evil how it was made or yeah. something like this, and you will see it. And at the end, is that it's just like this. It's like okay, let's as I told you before, um, let's just make uh, a good group of friends around that has uh, things to to offer. And we like to bring them the opportunity to work with us. And this is why Bon Cover at the end. We are uh, our four faces are Bon Cover, yes. but there's so many people around and behind us that supports, that helps, that um, encourages us to improve, to get better, and to keep on with music, with uh, and with everything we do. So yeah, so yes. at the end, Bon Cover is, is a big family. Yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah, that's it. Sweet. And uh, I think that's a great way to uh, get that question answered. I do appreciate you, Alberto, providing us the uh, the primary context and uh, uh, blah, 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 especially everybody else who has been providing commentary throughout the entire session, whether for your own story or the for the story of formerly Cannibal Grandpa, now Bone Carver. So now, ladies and gentlemen, really the final section of the podcast, really, really, um, is going under the skin of Carnage Funeral. This album will be out November 11th when I'm out of town. So basically, I'm going to have the upload ready to be made public on the YouTube channel, but I will not be making it public until the 11th for the sake of promoting the album the best way I see fit by people listening to the record. And then they're like, hey, what is this album about? And they can come and check out the Under the Skin session and really understand what's going on lyrically. That's what Under the Skin is. It's digging under the skin, opening up the leather hard book of this record. So, um, Fernando, were you the primary lyricist behind the Carnage Funeral record? Or who was the primary lyricist? Um, Alberto, Ruben, and I wrote everything. Okay, understood. Sweet. So Alberto, in that case, which I, I like that. It's a pleasant surprise. Usually, you know, when people think of a band, they think that the vocalist would be the primary lyricist for the record. But by all means, let's change up the formula a little bit. Alberto, as we dive into and dig under the skin of Carnage Funeral, what would you say is a quick summary, a back of the book summary for this album, lyrically speaking? Um, I would say 
in this album change a little bit because I get more into the lyrics, um, little um, spacing here just to get into, um, uh, so people can understand that our first album was thematic, was Overfeed's story, then was like the story behind his death uh, about the his son and how he tried to give a set, the seven deadly sins into seven child and raise them with those child and this is why septum signa inferno mm -hmm. and we always like to do like a thematic albums um, having some context and not being like criticism not being like i i don't like this i want to talk about this i, I don't like politics i don't like uh, christianity i don't like that. no we are not in that point we like to tell stories mm -hmm. as you have seen in the videos and with everything, we, we just want people to get into an imaginary and imagine uh, all the the story we're telling is like a, a movie, but you're listening to it, and every song is a chapter. Yes. So this is evil. Evil is um, it's an album that talks about uh, different ways of conceiving the evil that surrounds us. It could be a guy that gets mad and shoots his family. It could be about aliens coming, like wormhole, wormhole song. It could be about the, the homebound song that is about the racing, uh, leaving the, the dogs out from the, their cages. Yes. Uh, whatever, the, the bangers would be there. It would be about evil. That is like the, the full explanation. Of it. And how you say it, what, how uh, grotesque was the video? Because it's evil. And that's the point. And Carnage Funeral, for me, it's a... Um, Another step on evil, but it's about always telling a story about, um, could be like for the, I will talk for the two songs that we have released up to now. Carnage yes. Funeral, one that gives a name to the to the album. It's, uh, uh, for me, it was a little mix uh, about, um, let's say Marvel movies. Uh, for example, I'm really fan of Marvel with Ruben. And it, uh, the idea of ending with people just to make this, um, the planet, um, uh, survey us is like okay the, um, we are the problem so uh, just erase someone there but we were coming out from the pandemic and at the same time was like what about someone that gets mad being isolated in the um, in the pandemic uh, with the COVID-19 and thinks that the only way he can help the world to improve it's about um, the idea of ending with a human race, with the idea of, uh, it's not what I think, it's not what none of us thinks, it's just a story. It's about the, having the influence of the idea of Thanos that I have to end with 50% of, of everything. Sorry for spoilers, if someone hasn't seen Avengers Endgame, it's like in 2022, sorry guys. Yeah, seriously. 50% <laughs> out of everything so people can live well. So this is the same, there's idea of someone uh, that has been um, ill during the pandemic and has affected his mind about the idea of ending with everything so the world can keep on and all mixed together i know it works and it gives me a story to tell yes it, it's it's the same about anthem patrocity the other the other song is um if you take the lyrics and you read them you're watching a film about um indiana jones entering in a tombstone and trying to get something uh, a treasure from there but it's not about that it's about um it's more about um it's psychological uh, thing about society about how the political uh, correct things that no it's not correct to say this is more correct about to say this way or it's about that the things that our own society uh, doesn't let us be as free uh, the way on speech or to be 
that we would like to. And this is why at the end, um, is I'm telling a story, but there's another background in the back. But I don't like to say like, this is the way. No, it's just like, I wanted to tell something and I want to tell you a story, but I don't want to be in a story that it's uh, empty. I wanted yes. to think about something. It's like, you you are gonna get your, your own lyric. It's like, I'm telling you a story. Now is your turn to, to know or, or to get the, um, the, the learnings from that song that you like. Uh, so for example, I, I work in some of the songs with Fernando. There's other, uh, another one. Um, for me, one that is really special that you'll see uh, in the album. Thanks. But it's um, really important because it has a lot of iconography of the, um, of the Catholic week in Spain, like in Easter. And okay. influenced by a video game that is called Blasphemous, that is from a Spanish uh, project uh, group that designed the video game, and I beat the game in during the pandemic. That because I, <laughs> I, get, you know, I was like for four days, like I'm gonna play my computer. Yeah, and that game has a really powerful imagery, and the songs from that video game is really hard. And at the same time, um, we have. Um, all of us, and I know for sure that most of the listeners of this program will know someone who has suffered a big uh, depression. Yes. And they, for sure they know uh, some friend or something. And behind that lyric that is like really powerful in, in, in the images that it creates like the, you will see, but it's like the empty tree in the middle of the nothingness. Yes. And from God that comes, uh, raises the grass. and. For me, after all that soon, that's a positive meaning of uh, how to uh, come out from um, from the from the from depression. Yes, depression. How to go out from? Because I've seen it uh, not in myself, in someone around me, and yes. and I how they went out, and I'm just trying to. Um, not telling you how to do it. It's just like yeah. I have a story and I have a and a way to tell you uh, something that I live. There's another song that could work about the um, that is something is more common for you in the in the states to talk about it about the arm industry, about the the problematics that could have the all the arm industry uh, right. in the states and it's more problematic than in here in Spain. Yes, but there's another song that could talk about this, but doesn't tell you like, hey, this is wrong. This is like, no, I'm telling you a story. Really, this is a, uh, yeah, offering a perspective. And another one that for me is really important is uh, from um, from uh, an uncle that I lost um, last year. I don't know from um, what was the cause. He just died with being less than fifty years old. But the thing is that it was um, in his young age. He was yes. um, more into drugs, um, into things. Um, I'm not the one to say like, hey, guys, don't do drugs. Right. Uh, I have joints with all these guys, and I've been all this time drinking a beer. So, yeah. But the thing is, um, be conscious about what you're doing to your body. And if you do it and you know what you're doing, then let's go for it. But um, please think that in the future, everything, everything has a response. Yes, everything uh, has a consequence. I've seen uh, uh, someone that has gone out of that, that was redoing his life, and yes. from nowhere he just disappeared. Um, I don't know. There are so many things that could inspire you, 
there are so many things that could be around some things that you may want to say some things that you may don't want to say but the thing is like if you have a story to tell and someone wants to try to imagine that story to be in there to get into the lyrics and say like yeah okay the world that you're creating for me is like okay i come to see the new marvel movie so please give me something that i will appreciate this is why we try and this is why i could bring the first idea for this album for the lyrics because in the last albums it has been alex and ruben with fernando doing it and i wasn't that much into lyrics uh, i think yes. this is the one that i really get into it but that's really cool yeah at the same time i just give them the lyrics like hey guys i have this idea i try to tell this this is what i came for uh, uh, this is what i bring you so please guys uh, add what you want uh, if you don't understand something uh, we can change it uh, yes. and work it all together because that's the way we work it's like a, we don't enforce as a team does yeah and this is why at the end i think it works i hope people likes the stories that we tell because that's what we want people to yes. understand that all the all those stories that we're creating in in our minds in our music in our videos and in our merchandise if you want yeah <laughs> but at the end, <laughs> so what it's under the skin of a carnage funeral um it's it's a movie. It's a movie made music, and it's a really powerful one. Yes. It's a typical one. It's like the Avengers, uh, but if they were fighting with uh, demons. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's epic. It's powerful. It's dark. It's fast. And, right. And I don't know. I'm really proud of what we've created. Um, I know people would like more this album or uh, the last one. Or the I still love Carnival Grandpa Fierce Terror. <laughs> okay, I like this too. Uh, the thing is, like, let's give it a try. Give it a try. Um, see if you yeah, like yeah. Give it a chance, man. Uh, I know. Just try to think on all the story that is ba is behind this. Not only right. about the listening to slams in eight string guitars. Okay, no, it's yeah. more. So, if those people want to try to see what it's in the back. Um, there's a curious in here, a big explanation. If not, if you catch up as live playing or something, we are always with our um, with the audience in there. We like to chat with everyone. So if yes. someone wants to ask for something, like, hey, man, I, I'm really into this song. I would love to know something. Yes. Uh, let's come, tell us, ask. Um, if uh, And if we don't go to your country or to your city, not yet. <laughs> not <laughs> but, yet. <laughs> Yeah, you. If you want to ask, uh, we are behind our socials. Yes. Uh, so write us down. Uh, we'll be there. We don't uh, can promise that we, we are responding in one hour, but for sure we will read you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, that, that's under the skin of uh, Carnage Funeral. Right. Right. And more, more or less, I, I appreciate the commentary that you have provided so far. Um, and currently, like on Indie Merch, they have the pre-orders up, ladies and gentlemen. It's a really, really awesome merch spread uh, through Unique Leader Records and Indie Merch. Um, be sure to go check it out. Grab a couple items because I know I'm going to be grabbing a couple items, especially because of this opportunity and not to be that person. But seriously, it's cool to talk to a band all the way over in Spain and now more specifically for more than two hours which is crazy. And again, I do appreciate you guys' patience, being willing to hang out, all that. Specifically with Under the Skin though, 
at this moment in time, um, we are only really aware of two tracks. So we have two tracks specifically covered. So more or less the under the skin formula, um, I would be asking if you guys, if you, Alberto, would be willing to disclose the names of the other tracks in in the in the track listing per se, and then if you would be willing to disclose the lyrical context of those tracks as we talk about just, you know, even if it's a small summary, because you already mentioned some stuff, um, and we can edit all that out if need be. But if you'd be willing, would you be willing to kind of check off every single one of the tracks in the record um, and just basically like little short summaries of all of those tracks? Would you would you be willing to do that or would you rather yeah. us? I, I could try a truth. I'll try to be um, as uh, fast as I can. <laughs> right. No problem. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. The thing is that... Um, Carnage, Funeral, uh, and Ancient Atrocity, I've talked about them. Um, they reckoning, uh, I would recommend, highly recommend everyone go to see The Northman, the film that wasn't released. Oh, like yes, I need to see that. So uh, the reckoning, it's something that inspired me, that film. Uh, you will see it's about vengeance, it's about the wrath, it's about the the story that comes behind, has a lot to be. So first watch the film, then listen to the song, uh, read the lyrics, you will understand almost everything. Third, um, I cannot uh, tell you right now, uh, basically because I remember really good the lyrics. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it has to be more. Um, I, I know Pillars of Tragedy has to be about all the arm industry that I told you. Um, yes. More Desecrator is one of the ones that Fernando um, helped the most and did almost everything. But it's, um, if I. If I don't remember, it's, but it's uh, more about into um, is that's that song especially is one that comes apart because it's more about how to create lyrics for the music that we are listening to because it's a song that it as the name says is it has to be like zombie um, culture industry and and it has about what about if I'm here in the morgue working in here and then the the body starts racing and chasing me. And, yeah. and you, the idea is that you can take out the lyrics, only listen to the um, to the song, and try to uh, and yeah, and get into that film. It's like yes. okay, you can try to get in, imagine you getting there and just opening the um, the wardrobes and say that there's no bodies in here where they are and where they are, yeah. That. Yeah, there, there is a film. There is yeah, actually so, a film. Uh, yeah, that I used to inspire for that song. It's uh, it's like in Spanish, cadavers. Corpse. I don't know if in English is the same. It's right. not literally translated. I'm sorry. I don't know it. You're good. But it's like for that in a morgue that uh, a girl that is working there and uh, a corpse uh, starts moving. And I try to put on the position of the corpse that I start moving. That <laughs> I woke up on the morgue and that's one of the of the synthesis of the, of the zone. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, so that more Desi creator has a um, special way to of treating it because it's more about, um, well, it's kind of the, like the reckoning. It's like, okay, we, we watched something that we liked and yes. now we create a film or about that film, but our film is not visual, it's a musical one. Right. Uh, the Red Wake is the one that I was telling you about the, the idea of uh, getting out of, um, 
a depression. Yes. Okay. And that has a really powerful lyrics for me. Then um, horror disorder, the eighth track of the album. Um, that's a really interesting one because it's more about the nightmares. It's more about the the, the limits of on our brain and in in our imaginary. And what I found really interesting is like musically, that song is the craziest for me. Because it's like really an horror disorder, that song. And that's the idea. And we created like that. It's like it's like an exercise of creating something that doesn't sound correct. Yes. <laughs> like they have, everything's like uh doesn't that sound out of place or it doesn't work in yeah. here, but they all it's the songs like that. So yeah, so it, it's an exercise, it's a composing exercise and the lyrics goes with it. And at the end, it's a really cool song, and I really like it. And the end of the song is like really fucking epic Sweet. of the of disorder. So I hope everyone likes it because it's like really powerful and shaky, and you it's groovy. So yeah, and it's same. a really cool song. Embodiment is the one that that talks about the the, um, the abuse of drugs, and um, I don't know. It's a uh, it's an interesting album to get into the lyrics and just yes. uh, um, try to. Um, see what it um, wakes you up inside right exactly it sobers you up yeah yeah that's it it's an album just to listen to enjoy and to yes. try to, um, to get into a film by your by your soul sweet that's awesome it. and i do appreciate that uh i, I was a uh, i was kind of i was like uh oh are, are they not allowed to talk about the album for a second but i am so glad that you ended up uh kind of making a quick summary of carnage funeral because provides even more context to what is going to be a phenomenal death metal record, a tech metal, Jesus, a tech death metal record um, coming out November 11th via Unique Leader Records, the same house, the same home as our buddies in the breathing process, uh, To the Grave, Worm Shepherd, Awaken Providence now, which is super cool, and we hope to be interviewing them here pretty soon, and plenty of others, people. Um, and as we wrap up this episode of the Anatomy Podcast, in which it's almost 1130 over there, so I will make this quick as possible, gentlemen. Um, basically, we, we know you have an album coming out. We know you signed and you already have a record out as of last year, that being evil. So everybody be, be sure to go check it out. Or if you want to, just wait until I check it out, upload it, and then check it out with me up on the Sean Cross channel. That'd be super cool. Um, but what do you gentlemen... Um, what, what would you say is, like, do you guys have any plans for uh, touring in Europe within the next year or two? Like, obviously, those are bigger plans. That's something more or less you would kind of have to keep behind the scenes. But is there anything, uh, obviously, the record is coming out. What other things do you guys got going on here in the near future? That would be the question. What do you guys got going on other than the album here in the future, despite how big this record already is going to be? We already have announced a festival in Czech Republic, the Death Coffee Party, I think it was called. Um, it's a really cool festival, and we're going there. And we could tell that we are working more things for managers and unique. And everyone in the band is working on um, new shows, new tours, and everything that we can do because there's nothing that we like more than getting to the road and be playing in front of uh, everyone that wants to come and join us yes. in our shows. But uh, at the moment, I think we cannot tell um, a, a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
everything's closed yet. Um, may I got into a problem if I say something? So. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Naturally speaking, of course. So in that case, ladies and gentlemen, after what is actually two and a half hours, not even including the intro um, that Fernando is going to be cooking up for us, which I'm ex I'm super excited about that. That will also be uploaded separately on what will be the Anatomy Podcast as a YouTube channel here in the near future. I'm getting that cooked up for everybody that way. When you get the notification bell, that is for a new Anatomy Podcast episode. That is ultimately the goal. But um, thank you, gentlemen, so much. Thank you, Alberto. Thank you, Alex, or otherwise known as Tenophilus. Um, thank you, Fernando, and thank, thank you, Ruben Contreras, for deciding to give us two and a half hours of your late Sunday night. Um, couldn't imagine a better episode for today here on October 23rd of 2022. We're getting closer and closer to Halloween as well. Gentlemen, is there anything else that you would want to uh, say to the audience, like anything at all? Uh, thank uh, you everybody for listening to us and it's always a pleasure to play in your cities and to meet you guys and don't be shy, talk with us after the shows, we love it. Um, thank you. Thank you too for inviting us to the podcast yeah. uh, for doing this for the community because it's a really cool job and yeah, thank you. For it's fun. Like once it stops being fun, I'll stop. But <laughs> other than that, it's like, yeah, hopefully one day I'll be like actually traveling out to, you know, these countries around the world and perhaps like let's let's link up somewhere, you know what I mean? Somewhere Come around over. the world. Come uh, over. I I will make plans, gentlemen. But um thank you guys everybody for stopping by and uh to you gentlemen, be sure to enjoy the rest of your night.